Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Amy Tollefstrud, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, digital nomad, online course creator, and founder of Rebel Nutrition, a brand and business aimed at helping rebellious wellness entrepreneurs create six-figure online businesses. I'm so excited that you're here. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild podcast. I talk about everything from business to mindset, spirituality, food, nutrition, mainly business, money, mindset type of stuff, but I don't like to put limits on myself and, you know, I don't encourage anybody else to do that either. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. Today's episode is going to be all about kind of goal setting and visioning and creating the life and business that we want in 2020. Um, I know probably a lot of people are setting their intentions and resolutions for 2020. So I hope that this episode is going to be really helpful. And it's kind of a different conversation than normal. I'm not going to be talking about anything really strategy related. I'm not going to be like, you know, set up your website, set up your email list, build the funnel. I have tons of other episodes like that and more to come. But just from my own past experience in the past two years of building a business and setting really tangible, measurable goals that I've actually hit all pretty easily, I mean, that's just the truth. When I set a goal for myself, I hustle after it until I get it. And I think that can serve a lot of people. It has definitely served me and I've achieved a lot in two years. But (laughs) on the other hand, After really achieving almost everything that I set out to achieve within the past two years of building my business, I have kind of come to this realization just within the last few months that I kind of want 2020 to be a little bit different. But yeah, I'm just going to wait to get into that because it's so juicy and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Anyways, before I get into my obsession for this week, I want to let you know I do have a free download for you guys to kind of help strategize and plan for your 2020 goals. It breaks down each month and it also breaks down some of the more mindset type of things that I'm going to be talking about in this episode as well. So head over to the show notes to get that. I will link that worksheet there. Um, If you're the type of person that likes to be, you know, taking notes as I'm talking, definitely download that before you listen to the rest of the episode. All right. So first off, let me just tell you guys about the setup that I'm looking at right now. I am at my parents' house. It's Christmas Eve. I'm sitting on the floor. My microphone is on a paper box. This is giving me really reminiscent vibes of back when I was building my business inside a tiny house and I had like nothing to, I had no desk or anything like that. So it's pretty funny. I was out going for a walk and I just, the inspiration hit me, which is usually what happens. And I was like, fuck, I got to get home so I can record this podcast. And of course, now my family's home, they're downstairs. So if it sounds like I'm trying to be a little bit quiet, that's why. Anyways, um, my obsession for this week is really funny because In the past, I've always talked about how I'm just really not into Facebook. I think it's kind of a negative place, to be honest. But my obsession this week, I've really turned a corner, is my Facebook group. So if you guys have been following me or if you heard me mention this on Instagram or in a past episode, I kind of revived an old Facebook group that I had from honestly, like I think I started it two years ago when I was still talking about nutrition. I kind of just rebranded it and changed it to focus more on my Rebel Nutrition business community. So for holistic entrepreneurs 
and really just a community where we can all share tips and tricks and I can get feedback from you guys on what you want to hear on the podcast. I share new episodes in there. I give you a lot of behind the scenes, my favorite things, and it is just such a fun, positive place and I'm just really impressed with how it really has come back to life, even just with a little bit of effort. And the reason I wanted to tell you guys this, maybe to take and potentially implement in your own business, is because I, as much as I love Instagram, lately I've been a little bit annoyed (laughs) when I try and post on Instagram stories and I use the little question box and it seems like a lot of bots or like fake accounts now are responding and I'm not really getting any organic engagement or feedback from my actual audience, which is pretty frustrating. So anytime I do want to have like a conversation or share something with you guys, I'm putting that effort into my Facebook group and I'm getting a lot more return for my effort. So that's the only kind of strategy thing I will be talking about at the end of today's episode. But I've, again, really turned a corner. Facebook groups are kind of where it's at. I don't know about you guys. I'm in a lot of really awesome Facebook groups that I've found based on listening to other people's podcasts. So a couple of the other ones I'll just mention so it can give you a better idea. Almost 30 podcast has a great Facebook group. The Skinny Confidential has a great Facebook group. And it's really cool because you know that other people that really like the same podcasts that you do are going to be like your people. You know what I mean? Like you can reach out if you have a question about a supplement or a new food or whatever, where you want to travel to, if you want to meet up with somebody in a new city, like you know that those are your people just based on the shared you know, interest in that podcast. So it's a really cool place to collaborate. And if you guys want to join my Facebook group, I'm going to link to it in the show notes, but you can also just search for it on Facebook. It's called Rebel Nutrition Podcast Community. It is private, so you will have to answer a couple questions to get in, but I would love to have you in there. Everybody's welcome. And I'm super excited to continue to grow that and just have more of a community feel in there for free, which is really awesome. I know a lot of people have like membership sites and things like that where you can sort of, you know, buy into a community. But I think this is really awesome because it's totally free. All right. Now let's get into the 2020 goal setting, visioning kind of chat that I wanted to have. And this might be a shorter episode. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm feeling inspired. So just going to kind of go with it. I'm barely looking at my notes. But before we can really get into what we want to achieve and accomplish in 2020, I think the most important thing is to first look back at what went well in 2019. I think even just taking 10 or 20 minutes to kind of reflect and maybe journal on this, like what were the things that worked out really well, that made you feel really good, that made you feel accomplished, that made you feel like you're on the right track, write those down and also include people, relationships, places that you went, maybe environments that you put yourself in or new habits that you picked up that all felt really good. And then on the flip side of that, (laughs) things that, you know, brought you down, maybe it was relationships or being around certain people that lower your vibration and take you further away. Or maybe when you leave their presence, you feel like you're questioning everything about yourself. Maybe you're thinking like, oh my gosh, they're right. Like, am I really built for this? Am I really going to be able to do and accomplish all these things that I want to do? I'm not saying, you know, especially if that's like a family member that you need to cut that person out of your life, but maybe you just have more boundaries around, you know, the time that you spend with them. So I think, you know, figuring out what went well for you and you could even break this down into like professional and personal um, things that went well and things that didn't because reflecting on that and also feeling that appreciation for how far you have gotten in the past year 
is huge for moving forward and taking the right steps into the next year. I think that's something we are usually in this society, we get so far ahead of ourselves of what's next, what's the next thing, what's the next thing. And I'm totally guilty of this myself. And then we forget to reflect on actually how far we've come in one year. I mean, were you the same person a year ago today that you are right now? Because I definitely am not. I've learned so much. I've grown so much. I've had so many successes. I've had so many tears. I've had so much stress, <laughs> so many learning lessons. And it's just really cool to kind of like take a second to reflect on that first. All right. Now, in terms of goal setting, maybe you are like I was last year or even this year. I definitely still have, you know, monetary goals that I want to hit for 2020 each month and for the entirety of the year. And those things are important. But what I really want you to think about, especially if your goals are monetary in nature or they're hitting some sort of milestone, like, you know, I want to get published in Forbes or whatever it is, I want you to really think more so about what the feeling is that you think you're going to achieve once you hit that goal. This is the piece that has been mind-blowing for me. And I think it's something that's really interesting. Once you do hit a lot of your goals, you kind of realize, okay, like nothing's really that much different. It's more that you think that you're going to achieve some sort of feeling once you hit a goal. So for example, my first big monetary goal in my business was I want to hit six figures. And I actually hit that pretty quickly. And after that, it was like, okay, cool. I was celebrated for like, you know, 30 minutes. And then I was like, on to the next goal, on to the next goal, and so on and so forth. But when I really broke it down to why I wanted to achieve, you know, whatever that monetary goal was that I pulled out of the air, it was more so a feeling that I thought that goal was going to give me. Same thing about being published in Forbes. I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing. That's really going to give me the credibility that I want as an online coach. And again, hit it celebrated for, you know, a couple days. I was like, that's cool. After that, on to the next. So the way that I am kind of transforming this and transforming my whole goal setting process for 2020 is thinking about what that end goal that I previously wanted to achieve was and thinking about what that is now for me in 2020 and figuring out how I can just cultivate that feeling right now all the time before I even achieve that goal. Number one, that's gonna help me hit my goal faster, but also it's going to make the process of getting there so much better. And I think it's a lie that we tell ourselves that you know once I hit a million dollars or once I hit $10 million or once I hit 100,000 Instagram followers or whatever, then I'm going to feel fulfilled or, you know, then I'm going to be seen as successful or then I'm going to have the freedom. And it's like, yeah, money a lot of times does provide a lot of freedom. But I think that definitely kind of has a diminishing return. Like once you have the financial stability to pay for at least everything that you need, after that is just kind of like you're a hamster on a treadmill and it's just the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So if you have a goal for 2020, whatever it is, I'm sure it's great, but I want you to take a second to really think about the why behind it. It's probably most likely a feeling that you want to achieve more so than anything else. And on the flip side, it could also be a feeling that we want to avoid. So I heard this, I can't remember where I heard it. I think it was on a podcast. I know everything, every quotable I have is from some other podcast. So I'm sorry that I don't remember the name of it, but the person was basically saying that the only reason that we want to work towards something or achieve any sort of goal is to either achieve a certain feeling or to avoid a certain feeling. So just keep that in the back of your mind as you are planning your goals for 2020. 
Now, let's break down a little bit step-by-step of how to actually achieve. So now that you at least know the underlying core feeling that you are trying to cultivate in 2020 and trying to bring that feeling more into every single day to make the process a little bit more enjoyable because that's really what it's about. It's not really about the destination. And if you can learn to enjoy the day-to-day and feel fulfillment in every small task that you're doing, that is what brings true fulfillment. And that's what's going to create a sustainable business in the long term. Now, how do we go about achieving these goals that we've set for ourselves? This is like the simplest way to look at it, but I feel like it is so, so helpful. So I want you to also write down what are you willing to sacrifice in 2020 to achieve these goals? And I'm somebody who like, it's not really all about the hustle mentality and like working your life into the ground and, you know, not having social events and all of that. But to some extent, there's probably going to be some sacrifices that you have to make if you are wanting to create a thriving business, especially if you're still working another job, things like that. There's probably going to be things that you have to sacrifice. So it's just about being intentional and figuring out what the things are that you are willing to sacrifice. So I'll give you a couple examples. When I was starting my business and I was still working a full-time job and I was also going to school at the same time, I really sacrificed my weekends. So basically, I this was, again, at the time I was still working a full-time job at a gym. Um, so I did have some social interaction during the day, which was really good because on the weekends, I pretty much hunkered down. You know, I'd go to a coffee shop. I would study. I would work. I would build my website. And I would put my head down, put my blinders on, and I wouldn't really prioritize. I mean, I'm not saying that this is a good thing, but I wouldn't really prioritize a lot of friendships or relationships even at that time because I was like, I have to get this done. And luckily, that was only a short season of my life. I mean, it was only probably six months or so as I was going through school and working and building a business at the same time. But I was willing to kind of sacrifice a lot of like social events and things like that because I was like, I'm going to get this done. That's what I'm willing to sacrifice. For other people, maybe it's you're willing to stay up a little bit later at night or cut out TV or any other, maybe you're going to, you know, remove social media so that you have more time to study or work on whatever it is. You know, it's going to be different for every single person, but I want you to think about what you are willing to sacrifice. And then I also want you to think about what you're not willing to sacrifice. So again, During this time that I just spoke about when I was building my business and going to school, I definitely was willing to sacrifice social events and things like that, but I wasn't willing to sacrifice time with my husband. That was still really important to me and time for myself. I really, really, really prioritize alone time. It's really where I get my ideas. I build myself up. It's where I do my self-care. It's how I really feel good and continue to create as much content as I do and feel good about myself and take care of myself. So that was something I was not willing to give up. And so a lot of times when I'm talking about like, I'm not into the hustle mentality, it's kind of, you know, it's a fine line to explain to somebody because I do work a lot, but at the same time, my self-care and my time alone is a non-negotiable. Like that comes before anything else. So I want you to think about what those things are for you. And then you can go into 2020 and being a lot more intentional and not feeling guilty. If you know, you know, next weekend, I'm saying no to this social event because this is just a season of my life. I'm building and I'm being intentional about how I'm going to hit these goals. And it might not be forever, um, but it's going to be a means to an end. 
Now, actually something that I recently asked inside the private podcasting Facebook group, again, it's just called Rebel Nutrition Podcast Community on Facebook. I encourage you to join if you are listening. I just asked kind of what you guys were struggling with in terms of goal setting in 2020. And something that came up a lot was, this didn't come as any uh, shock to me, but a lot of people saying that they really have this fear of putting themselves out there and imposter syndrome and worrying about kind of how other people might perceive them which I totally understand. I think I've mentioned this on multiple podcasts, but I remember when I was first starting my business and showing up on Instagram stories and showing my face on video, I was like, oh my God, people that I went to high school with are going to watch this and it's going to be so awkward. And something that I've realized, because I, I really wanted to make a tangible piece of you know, advice for you guys to use to make it feel easier to really put yourself out there in your business for 2020. Because literally, if you're not willing to put yourself out there, you cannot build a business online. I mean, I, I hate to talk in definitives, but it's going to be much more difficult if you are unwilling to put yourself out there. And that doesn't mean you need to share every piece of your personal life, but showing people who you are and building a personal brand and showing up and being consistent, that is a huge part of building a business online. So how can you do this? Well, something that I recently learned from Mel Robbins, who's the author of The Five Second Rule, which I haven't read the book, but I've heard her on a couple podcasts and it's just, she's amazing. Definitely check it out. She has this theory that, well, it's not a theory, it's actually proven, but basically she's saying that if you're somebody who sets goals, but then you aren't able to ever achieve them. So let's say the night before you know, you go to sleep, you're like, tomorrow morning, I'm going to set my alarm for five o'clock and I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to crush the day and I'm just going to have an awesome day. And then, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're tired and you're like, no, I don't feel like doing it. The problem there is obviously you have a great intention of waking up early and crushing all your goals, but in the moment, your feelings are saying, you know, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing this right now. And the problem is you are making decisions from your feelings and you cannot control how you feel. You're going to feel tired in the morning. But what she's saying is, although you don't have control over your feelings, you do have control over your thoughts and behaviors. So you can make the choice to do something even if you don't feel like it. And I think I've talked about this in a couple of other episodes way back at the beginning. I can't remember the exact number, but there were all of the kind of mindset manifestation type of tips and remembering that we are separate from our feelings, but we have control over our behavior. So just because you feel like you're tired and you don't want to get up in the morning, you can still choose a different action or a different behavior. And this is the thing too, you guys, most of our life, most of our day, we are just unconscious. We're just going through the motions on autopilot. We're doing the same things that we've done yesterday, the past week, the week before, and it's because it's comfortable. It doesn't require us to really get out of our comfort zone. But that's the thing going into 2020, if you want to create a change, if you want to do something different than you've ever done before, if you want to hit you know, a new feeling, a new income goal, if you want to reach more people, you're going to have to choose differently than you have in the past. You're going to have to do something differently and doing anything differently is going to feel uncomfortable at first. It's going to not feel exciting or fun when you first put your face on video or when you first show up for a podcast. It's not going to feel comfortable because you've never done it before. But as you continue to do it, as you continue to choose a different behavior, even you know against maybe how you're feeling inside, but you choose based on your goals and what you want to achieve, you choose a different behavior or a different action, that is what literally creates something new for your future. 
But in order to do that, you have to be really conscious. You can't just be, you know, operating from unconscious programming all the time. You have to be conscious enough to choose a different thought. Be aware of how you're feeling and say, you know, is this feeling of me being tired and feeling like an imposter today, is that serving you? Is giving into that feeling going to get you where you want to be in 2020? Probably not. So it's up to you to choose a different behavior. And you guys, this is totally not something that I have mastered whatsoever. And that's the reason why I talk about it. You know, in a lot of ways, I do feel comfortable. I feel now comfortable showing up on a podcast, but with a caveat, I still am pretty nervous when I interview guests. So I feel much more comfortable doing solo episodes. And it's one of those things where it's a chicken or an egg situation. Like, do I wait until I'm more confident before I start asking, you know, bigger, more successful people to come on my podcast? Or do I just jump into the flames and just try it out? And honestly, I know the answer. I know the answer is like, you just have to put yourself out there and do it. It's super uncomfortable. It's scary. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like there's a hundred million people out there who are better interviewers than I am, but they started probably exactly where I am right now. So if I want to get to their level, if I you know want to be Lewis Howe's status, I, I'm going to have to be uncomfortable with the people that I asked to come on and I'm just going to have to do it and get comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling. Another thing that I also thought was really interesting about this Mel Robbins interview that I heard was that she was explaining how as humans, we take the things that we do and kind of assign them as personality traits to ourselves unconsciously. So for example, if you're somebody who worries a lot, you maybe say, you know, I'm a worrier. Or if you're somebody who feels fear a lot, maybe you consider yourself to be a really fearful person. And so what she was challenging everybody to reframe this as is instead of saying, you know, I'm a worrier, reframing it to no, you have a habit of worrying. You are actually in control of changing your habits. Yes, it's going to take some repetition to change these habits, just like anything, but those thought patterns can be changed. So again, looking back to 2019 and thinking of all of the personality traits or quirks or whatever that you've assigned to yourself and asking yourself like, Am I able to change that? Am I really an anxious person or do I just have anxiety about, you know, whatever situation? Pretty much everything in our life is either a habit or an unconscious patterning that we've learned and now we're just kind of like stuck in the vortex. And so anybody who's listening to this, I really want to encourage you to disrupt any comfortable patterning in your life. Unless, you know, you're comfortable where you're at right now, and that's totally fine too. But I know if you are listening to this, you're probably the type of person that wants to live your best life. You want to hit your goals. You want to feel like a fucking unicorn next year. I feel the same way. And if that's the case, like, you got to shake things up. Taking a quick little break from the episode to ask you a very important question. Do you want me to be your personal online nutrition business mentor? Well, unfortunately, at the moment, I'm not accepting one-on-one -on -one clients, but I have been getting this question a lot lately, so I figured I would create a completely free workshop for you that walks you through the top four things I would teach you if we were working together. So in this free workshop, you're gonna learn my proven three-step method for finally deciding on a profitable niche, you're gonna learn how to optimize your Instagram bio and the number one mistake that most businesses are making when it comes to using Instagram for their business. You're gonna learn the key to building a scalable business as a nutritionist online without exhausting yourself with one-on-one -on -one clients, having to be an epic recipe creator and food photographer, or promoting a product that you aren't passionate about. And there's also going to be a little bonus section 
about what you can start doing today to build your business online, even if you don't have any credentials or experience yet, or you just feel like, you know, you're not ready yet, because I promise you, you are. So head over to rebelnutrition.com slash six figures, and that's spelled out. So S-I-X-F-I-G-U-R-E-S. You guys, this free workshop is going to be perfect for you if you are a brand new FNTP nutritionist or health coach and you're like, how the F do I turn my passions into a business that doesn't require me to rely on -on one-on-one clients or work out of a stuffy doctor's office? I got you. Don't worry. You can totally create the business of your dreams with a few simple strategies that I will be sharing in this free workshop. Again, head over to rebelnutrition.com slash six figures, rebelnutrition.com slash S-I-X-F-I-G-U-R-E-S, and I will see you guys there. Now, a couple last things I'm going to say before I wrap up this episode is, I guess this would be maybe sort of strategy related, but something that I have come to realize too, as I have reflected in the past couple weeks about where I'm spending my time in my business and what is giving me a return and what is not, and realizing that in 2019, I spent a shitload of time on Instagram when I could have been putting that towards something with a bigger return. So what I mean by that is just something to look at. And I I didn't think I was going to get into strategy, but here we go. Um, and this was actually a question in the Facebook group as well, is wondering like, where do I prioritize my time when it's limited? Do I spend more time on creating Instagram content because that's where all my audience is? Or do I spend time creating email newsletters? This is a really simple way to look at it is like, what are you doing that's giving you a return? And by return, like not to make everything about money, but like, listen, if you're starting a business, it kind of is a lot about money at that point, right? You can't help more people unless you start to make an income for yourself so that you can go full time and reach more people. So when you're first starting, especially, what is affecting your bottom line? When you send out an email, do you, you know, almost every single time book a new coaching call with a new client? Or when you create an Instagram post, are you hearing crickets? Like looking at the amount of time that you spend doing certain things and then seeing what kind of return you're getting from that. And so I don't know how I kind of got on that tangent, but what I meant to start by saying was I realized that I have been spending a lot of time on Instagram and not that I am going to give that up at all. But I think just being more intentional, again, going back to that, about where I'm spending my time and the things that are barriers to my creation of any sort of content. So I want you to think about this in your business too, is something that I realized I was thinking, and again, going back to disrupting the fuck out of your, you know, patterning and conditioning is I was thinking, okay, for my Instagram posts, I need to have a photo shoot. My husband's a photographer, so we'll schedule out, you know, this location we're going to go and I'll bring a couple outfits and I'll get some photos of me looking professional and, you know, drinking a green juice, whatever. And I just realized I hate doing that. I hate doing photo shoots most of the time, 99% of the time. Sometimes it's fun if I'm like traveling, but for the most part, that is not how I want to spend my days. It takes a long time. And the return I get is pretty much nothing because my audience doesn't give a fuck if I look super professional in my photos. They want to see real raw. They want to see me living my life, doing my normal activities and sharing value. And so what I realized is that taking selfies in the moment you know, going back to what Instagram was actually created for, which is instant, (laughs) instant photos, Instagram, I'm just going to start taking selfies and posting those because pretty much for my feed, you guys can see that I kind of rotate between like a graphic and a picture of myself and some sort of value. It is saving me so much time 
and so much effort and so much mental space. And it's just simplifying everything. So the reason that I tell you guys that story is just thinking about the things that you feel like somebody maybe told you once that you have to do a certain way and you have locked onto that idea of like, well, I can't create Instagram content unless I have a photographer who's taking all of my photos. No, remove anything that is a barrier to you getting your content out there, to doing what you want to do, to accomplishing your goals. And I have maybe been guilty of this too, saying you need to do this, you need to do that. You know, advice is like a buffet. Take, take what serves you and leave the rest. You do not need to listen to and follow every specific coach and guru's guidelines that you've ever heard. Some of it's going to be great and work for you. Some of it you might be like, eh, good for them, not for me. You know what I mean? So just really, I hope that helps you kind of tune into yourself and just realize that even things that I'm saying work great. Maybe you're like, um, that's nice, Amy, that you have Facebook group, but I don't want a fucking Facebook group. Well, don't worry about it. Maybe in you know a couple years, you'll decide that's for you, but maybe it's not right now. Tune into what feels good. Oh, and then one last thing I wanted to talk about on this episode before I wrap up is something that's fun that I do kind of every year, and that's choosing a word for 2020. So last year, in 2019, I couldn't choose one word, so I actually chose two, and it was expand and expose. So I'll just tell you a little bit about like my meaning behind that and if I felt like I kept with it the whole year. And expand, I wanted to expand my business. I really wanted to scale. I wanted to grow. I wanted to hit the numbers. I wanted to, you know, be the best, get all the accolades, show everybody and myself how successful I could be. And I feel like I did a lot of those things, which is awesome. And I did check in and remember that word throughout the year, which was really cool. And then expose, I wanted to be more open and share more personal things about myself with the world and just be more authentically myself, which I do think I did a good job of, um, but I think I'm definitely going to still work on doing that more in 2020 because I think just the response that I've gotten, even just from the little bits I've shared on this podcast, has just been so amazing. Like The feedback that I've gotten from you guys, it just like warms my heart. So definitely going to still work on that for 2020. But my word for 2020, which is very different <laughs> from 2019, is stillness. This word just literally popped into my head the other day. And I was like, yep, I think that's it. And I'm just like taking a big breath right there because something also that I have realized I'm working on, and specifically as it relates to this podcast, is just slowing down a little bit and slowing down on the podcast, slowing down on my life, and reflecting a little bit more, being slow. I think I still really struggle with this when I'm talking, is that I speak really, really fast. And I think as I've kind of broken down why I do that, I think I had this kind of subconscious belief that I better get through it quick because nobody really cares about what I'm saying, and I better get to the point because like I'm boring, nobody wants to listen to me. And consciously, I don't think those things, but breaking it down and realizing why I think I talk so fast, I think that's why. And so obviously, if you're still listening at this point, like there's some value that I'm giving you. So I'm really working on slowing down, being more thoughtful about what I'm doing, what I'm speaking, the intentionality behind the things that I do, and just being more present. So I think it'll be a really interesting change. Again, choosing the uncomfortable. I'm somebody who's like, go, go, go. 
I don't like to rest. I like to get things done. I like to be creating and doing. And I think the stillness is going to be very helpful for me. So if you guys have chose a 2020 word that you want to work towards, maybe it's a feeling, maybe it's a goal that you want to achieve, whatever it is, come over to my recent Instagram post at Rebel Nutrition and tell me what your word is. And also you guys, as always, I love to get this podcast in front of more people. So I'm going to tell you a couple of the ways that you can help support me. Um, It would mean so much to me. So number one, you can screenshot and share this episode with your Instagram following. Make sure you tag me at Rebel Nutrition so I can repost you. Um, You can send this episode link to a friend who you think it would be helpful. Maybe you guys want to do like a visioning goal setting party or something. That would be amazing. You can join the private podcasting Facebook group. Again, that's Rebel Nutrition Podcast Community on Facebook. You can hit subscribe so you get all of the new episodes automatically downloaded onto your phone. And of course, you can always leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That helps a lot. It helps me reach new people all the time. But the most important thing that means the most to me is just sharing it with somebody who you think would benefit from it. And of course, I have tons of free business-related resources on my website. If you just go to rebelnutrition.com slash resources and just rebelnutrition.com, I've got tons of free guides, trainings, workshops, resources, downloads. Like I just have so much free content on there at this point. That's basically like the bane of my existence. And that I feel like has a negative connotation to it, but I fucking love making free shit for you guys. Like it just brings me so much joy to be like, okay, I have this freebie that is going to teach you how to do X, Y, and Z. I have tons of that kind of stuff on my website um, and feel free to just go on a downloading spree and get it all. So anyways, I hope this was helpful. I will talk to you guys soon. I hope you have an amazing new year. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye.